0: I'm really, really hoping this is the last time I have to record in my classroom. You are locked
1: on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the Daily Podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who's been a baseball podcaster for the last decade or so. And this is my fifth season here with the Lockdown Podcast Network. Follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and please 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 check us out every day. Be an everyday Sully listener. I am going to be playing the final two previews because we have not heard from the uh uh we've not heard from locked on Braves yet. Jake Mastriani of Locked on Braves. We've not heard from Mr. Snyder of Locked on Dodgers yet. I was originally gonna have all those on the last show and I realized no it's that's, that's be too long a show. I'm breaking them up Making these easy to digest episodes, and I think this is what my 48th episode I'm going to be dropping this week. Uh, and also with the technical issues I've had, I'm going to try to fix them and have new shows up on Monday and Tuesday. Monday, uh, Miller will be back talk about his Diamondbacks in the division series. Um, and who knows if we well, maybe I'll drop one another one in on the weekend, I'm not sure yet. But the games aren't starting until Saturday, and I was thinking about this. Well, by the way, listen to Locked on Yankees. Uh, uh, Stacy's doing a great job. Stacy and Steve are doing a great job, even though the Yankees got eliminated. But um, they brought up a couple of questions about, does this new playoff format work? And I have to say, I'm not 100% sure yet. I'm not trying to be a, uh, you know, I'm not trying to put harsh anyone's mellow, but this is our second year of the wildcard series. I'm not counting the COVID year. COVID was a completely different animal. But we've had these series, and I think they give a disadvantage to good teams. We're seeing that the Dodgers and the Orioles and the Braves and the Astros are rewarded for having excellent regular seasons by waiting around a week, which helps in football. I think it helps in basketball and hockey. Uh, We're going to see if that helps in baseball, but if it gives a disadvantage of being a little rusty, being a little stale, I'm sorry. I don't think that's a positive thing. I also think it's a positive thing to have this lack of momentum. I said the other day, start this wild card series on Monday, have it go no later than Wednesday, and start the division series on Thursday. If you want, a team could take advantage of a couple of days off to line up your pitching staff, line everything up. Whole week, basically a whole week off. You know, most of the teams that have already, I mean, the Orioles, Astros, Dodgers, and and Braves have been clinched for weeks. They all took Sunday off. So they haven't played for a week. And it's not good for building momentum of a playoff series, building in these built-in days off. I was thinking about this, though, because I'm a big, big proponent in not having uh, divisions. I don't see the point of divisions anymore, especially when you consider that the, the schedule is balanced. So here's my modest proposal because I'm all for a wild card. I'm all for playing and rewarding the two best teams in the division, in the league. Have National League, have American League, okay? I also would completely realign. I think once we do a expansion, you're going to have to realign. But we're going to keep them like this. Have the two best teams in each league have a bye. And that would mean it would be Tampa and Baltimore, and it would be um it would be Los Angeles and Atlanta. Tough luck, Houston. A few years ago, it would have been San Francisco and Los Angeles because the Giants were 107, the Dodgers 106. Okay, so your top two teams there get a bye. Then you have the other four teams. You have uh the other four teams in the American League, the other four teams in the National League, and they play a one-game playoff. I think the one-game playoff had merit. And that way, you you would give the best team, they play it on the Monday, you have a travel day on Tuesday, you get back to the division series on Wednesday. Uh, Having a break between Sunday and Wednesday is fine. You can line up your pitching staff, and you've earned that. And the best teams earn that. And it will align it so the teams with the best record could potentially be in the league championship series. I want to avoid a situation like we had with L.A. and San Francisco meeting the division series a couple of years ago. I want to avoid the fact that the three best teams in baseball in 2015 were the Cardinals, Pirates, and Cubs. And the way it was lined up, two of those teams had to be eliminated by the time they get to the league championship series. I want to avoid that. And this way, it does Give you a motivation to have the best record in the regular season. And if you don't think it's fair, you play a one-game playoff. How fair is it playing a two-game playoff? And how fair is it to be stale after having a great regular season? I don't know. Neither do you. We're going to commercial right now. We come back. Jake Mastriani of Locked On Braves. we have got to talk about the team that a lot of us think are going to win the World Series. Let's talk Braves. Let's talk Jake Bestriani.
1: Hey Jake Mastriani from Locked On Braves and the Atlanta Braves are back in the postseason after winning their sixth straight division title and they enter the postseason as the number one seed and coming into the year a lot of themes, a lot of people thought the Braves would reach the postseason again they had really good odds to reach the postseason with the lineup that they had obviously winning five division titles before that and having a good young core locked up but with all of the offseason moves made in the in the offseason by the Mets, who sp- spend a lot of money, the Philadelphia Phillies, who are the reigning National League champions coming back and spending big money on Trey Turner, not everybody thought that they would win the NLEs. Not only did they do that, they ran away with the division in 2023, and a tough division as it ends up being, as the Mets didn't make the postseason, but the Phillies did, blowing away everybody else in the wild card race. And then the Marlins snuck in as well as the top two seeds. So you had the number one overall seed in the Atlanta Braves come out of the NL East. And you also had the top two wild card finishers as well in the Philadelphia Phillies and the Miami Marlins. And the Braves ran away with that division. First one to clinch a division title in the season. So it was a massive year for the Atlanta Braves who again came in with a lot of high expectations but still were able to exceed those as well by leading all of baseball with the most wins and it's just again it goes to speak to the level of play that this team has been playing for several years now that starts at the top with Alex Anthopoulos and the moves that he's able to make to create a lot of depth and to lock up all of this young talent that they have but It takes really special talent to put together a season like the Atlanta Braves had in 2023. And coming out of 2022, there were a lot of questions about Ronald Acuna Jr. And have we, you know, is he never going to get back to that pre ACL injury form was 2022, just who he's going to be from now on, which by the way, was a pretty good player. I think most Braves fans understood he was going to turn things around and get back to being Ronald Acuna Jr. But on a national level, A lot of people had somewhat written him off. And I think he came into the 2023 season with a bit of a chip on his shoulder to prove he is still one of the best young players in all of baseball. And he did so by having a historic season, Um, you know, 40 70 season, never been done before. Three thirty-eight batting average. I mean, he almost hit three forty. OPS over a thousand. You know, hundred forty runs scored, hundred runs batted in. It is just one of the, I think, one of the most special seasons we've ever seen by a player. When you consider the speed and the power threat that he has become. Not only that, but hitting for average, cutting down his strikeout rate by ten percent. This was the best season I've ever seen. And it's a big reason why the Braves are where they are. And he helped, you know, lead the best offense in baseball batting at the top of that order. It's no surprise. The Braves let everybody in all of baseball with first inning runs because Ronald Cunha jr. Does so much for you to start a game, to start an inning, getting on base, stealing a base, scoring a run, hitting a ball out of the ballpark. He really does it all on the offensive side and what should be an MVP season. But, He's going to have a little bit of a fight on his hands not just with, you know, the guys from the Dodgers, Betts and Freeman, but his own teammate, Matt Olson, who any other year may be the runaway MVP winner. You go back a season and a great season that Paul Goldschmidt had at the first base position, what Matt Olson did this year is even better than that led all of baseball in home runs, drove in over 130 runs, almost one RBI away from 140 runs driven in this year, and OPS nearing a thousand. Hit 280 as well. An amazing season by Matt Olson, who will probably finish top three, top four in the MVP voting. And those two guys really carried this Braves team all year long. From you know, Matt Olson started off the year hitting in the two spot behind Ronald, but later moved down in the cleanup spot and really took off from there. And again, it's just these two guys leading a charge in this Braves lineup. They each had an OPS over 1100 in the month of September, not showing you that they just had some, you know, peaks and valleys throughout the year. They've gotten better as the season has gone on, and they are two of the hottest hitters for the Braves going into the postseason, along with Marcelo Zuna. And you want to talk about some comeback stories? This guy was terrible for two years with the Braves look like a terrible contract look like he may get cut and he finishes off the season on the last day of the year hitting two home runs last of which gave him his 40th home run on the year and his 100th RBI of the season so those three guys in particular are going into the postseason really hot right now for the Atlanta Braves now like many teams this year the Braves had several injuries in the starting rotation they had used a franchise record 16 different starting pitchers this year And while they've gained solid depth in the rotation, it's really all about Max Fried and Spencer Strider at the top. Those are the two guys that you trust, and those are the two guys that can both be co-aces when they are on. They're two of the better pitchers in all of baseball. The season Spencer Strider had breaking the Braves single-season franchise record for most strikeouts in a season, leading all of baseball with strikeouts by a wide margin. It's just he had a couple of hiccups here and there. He had trouble with the home runs a little bit. This season, and he'd have an inning where, like on Saturday against the Nationals, he'll give up three runs in an inning. But other than that, he was truly dominant all season long. Max Freed, one of the Braves pitchers, dealing with injuries, and he's dealing with one right now. And that's a big question mark going into the NLDS, is how healthy will he be? He's scheduled to pitch a sim game on Tuesday to gear up for that first round of the postseason. But those two guys at the top of the rotation – They got to get it done for the Braves in the postseason. Backing them up is a strong bullpen. You have a core, solid core at the end when Rysell Iglesias, A.J. Minter, Joe Jimenez, and Pierce Johnson. If your starting pitcher can just get you five innings, you feel pretty comfortable turning it over to those four guys to finish off the game, especially with the Braves offense who you you give them as many at-bats as you do in a game, and they're eventually going to score some runs and put up a crooked number, but you still feel pretty confident with those guys in high leverage situations. And and one reason is because they all have a great strikeout rate, all of them 29% or above strikeout rate. And for the most part, they also do a good job, specifically Iglesias and Jimenez, of not walking any batters. So you feel pretty confident when those guys come into the game in a tight spot. But if the Braves are going to win a World Series in 2023, it will most likely be because they they possess the best offense in baseball, one of the best offenses that the game has seen in a long time. And if the Braves do win it all, it's going to be because of that offense. And if they don't win it, it's likely going to be because the starting pitching had too many injuries, fell apart, and just really didn't give the Braves offense a chance to win the ball game. And that's certainly the biggest worry for Braves fans coming into the postseason, but they have pieces there on this team to make another deep run to get it done. And it's World Series or bust for this group in 2023. And I'm Jake Mastriani, host of Lockdown Braves. Make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Braves on YouTube and subscribe to Lockdown Braves in your podcast feed, where I'll be covering the Braves all throughout
0: the postseason. All right, Jake, I think you're going to win. I think you're going to win. I think you're going to win. Oh, by the way, I'm just saying this. I am rooting for the Dodgers to get to the World Series. Is it because I'm a Dodger fan? No, my father would come down from heaven and strike me down. But I do want to go to the World Series, and I live in Pasadena. So we come back from the break. We're going to talk to Jeff Snyder from Locked On Dodgers. Dodgers have a weird pitching staff this postseason. Let's see what Jeff Snyder thinks about it.
2: Well, October's here and the Dodgers are in the playoffs. Why am I not surprised? What's up? It's Jeff from Locked On Dodgers here to talk to you about the Dodgers as we head into October. And uh, this year is a little bit different than a lot of the last 11 years, 11 straight years the Dodgers have made the playoffs. That part feels the same, but the way it happened Felt a little bit different coming into the season. Fan projected do- the Dodgers for 88 wins. Everyone picked the Padres to win the National League West over the Dodgers. Nobody thought the Dodgers were going to be a bad team, uh, but they did think that the Padres had not just closed the gap, but completely uh, blown that away. And everybody believed that the Padres had overtaken the Dodgers as the best team in the Nash in the National League West. Uh, to be fair, the Padres did close the gap. Uh, In 2022, they finished 22 games behind the Dodgers. And in 2023, they narrowed that gap to uh, only 18 games. So they picked up four games on the Dodgers. Of course, uh, all of that was due to the Dodgers winning 11 fewer games than they did last year. Uh, Unfortunately, the Padres also lost or won Seven fewer games. But uh, we're not here to talk about the Padres. are here to t- talk about the Dodgers, which is what not many people wanted to do before the season started. But the Dodgers exceeded everybody's expectations except mine and even my expectations. I said nothing between 96 and 105 wins would surprise me. They kind of hit the midpoint of those expectations. And, uh, yeah, fourth straight uh, full season with 100 wins. Can't argue too much with that. And now they head into October. They're healthy. Well, they're, they're definitely healthy, and that's something that hasn't always been the case in 2021. You'll remember they lost Max Muncie and Clayton Kershaw in the last series of the regular season, and uh, that definitely then, you know, they, they had battled with the Giants in the NLDS, and they ran out of gas against the Braves. They, so they headed October healthy. That's a big deal. J.D. Martinez has been really, really hot. His OPS in September was uh, 1,050 uh still strikes out too much but when he does make pitchers throw strikes he's outstanding he's one of the best hitters in baseball and he looks really hot everybody else kind of is hoping to get back on the wagon Mookie Betts only hit one home run in September uh, after hitting 11 in August uh so he's hoping to get back on the wagon Freddie Freeman had a 69 OPS in September which is uh it's good but it's not quite up to par with the rest of his season and every you know James Outman, Max Muncy Will Smith They've all showed signs at times, but they haven't totally dominated. And so the Dodgers are hoping that all of those guys can pick that up a little bit. Uh, one one area that could be a huge strength or a potential weakness is the starting pitching. And that's just the nature of rookie pitchers. It's also the nature of some of the veteran pitchers the Dodgers have. You know, they've got Bobby Miller, who's starting game two. Uh, he's a rookie. He's been awesome. But he's a rookie. You, you don't know. Uh, you don't. You look at Bobby Miller, you don't expect him to feel overwhelmed by the pressure, but you know, it's baseball anything can happen, especially with a rookie. Uh, Ryan Pepio, uh, Emmett Sheehan, Michael Grove, those guys are all rookies. And then the veterans the Dodgers have Clayton Kershaw starting game one. Clayton Kershaw was awesome this year, had a 246 ERA, should have been better than that. Uh, he was uh, burned by one earned run in his last game that you was know, ERA should have been below 240. And uh, it was you know, 246 is awesome. Clayton Kershaw had a great season but he did it a lot differently. His stuff isn't as good. All the runs he gives up are on home runs. And so can he keep not having anybody on base for those home runs? That's a big question. Lance Lynn gives up way too many home runs. Most of the time when he's being successful, they're also solo home runs. Can he keep guys off the bases so when he does occasionally give up a home run, he can still contribute? Ryan Yarbrough, who knows what he brings to the table? We don't even know if all those guys are just talked about are even going to be on the on the Dodgers postseason roster. There's so many questions on the pitching. But the starting pitching could be a huge, huge strength because all of those guys have potential to pitch really well. There are no duds. There's just a lot of question marks. And then the bullpen, like the rotation, it could be a huge strength or a weakness. And the biggest question marks are the two lefties, Caleb Ferguson and Alex Vessia. If one or both of them make the roster, there are questions about what they will bring to the table. You know, The Dodgers could even opt to leave both of them off the roster in favor of some more starting pitchers to give length out of the bullpen. You know, Gavin Stone is in the minors. He's a possibility. Kyle Hurt only pitched one game in the big leagues, but was really good and was excellent throughout the minor leagues, has great stuff. He's a guy they could bet on. Uh, but the big five out of the bullpen Evan Phillips, Bruce Dargratter, Shelby Miller, Ryan Brazier, and Joe Kelly, they could be dominant. All five of those guys are outstanding, especially if the you know, if they the Dodgers do some piggybacking and with their glut of starters and keep the bullpen rested so that they are, aren't are pitching. We don't want Brandon Morrow, 2017 pitching every single game. Uh, we want those guys, but all five of those guys are kind of interchangeable as, Hey, we, we need three outs. It's a tough part of the lineup. Any one of those five guys, you say, th- you say, yeah, I trust them. And so that could be a huge strength for them. The biggest strength for the Dodgers this year is their offense, but it's also the thing that worries us the most about them because last year's wounds are still fresh in our minds and our hearts. You know, we remember last year, the amazing LA offense, they won 111 games. And then that awesome offense hit an over 20 spell with runners in scoring position in the NLDS. If they'd even gone four for 20 during that stretch, they sweep that series. And you know, who knows what happens? Like they might've won the world series. Uh, Four for 20 isn't good, but four for 20 would have swept that series for them. Instead, it was zero for 20 and they lost the series in four games and it was, it it was a tough loss to swallow. And so this team should be in better shape. We're not heading into October hoping that Cody Bellinger or Trace Thompson will remember how to hit, you know, Freddie and Mookie were both better, even better this year than they were last year. Last year, they both finished top five in the MVP race. They were both even better this year. Uh, Max Muncy was pretty streaky this year, but overall he had a very good season. And like I said, if J.D. Martinez can make pitchers throw on strikes, he will be a huge weapon. There's And there's a ton of veterans. There's David Peralta, Jason Hayward, Kike Hernandez, Miguel Rojas, a bunch of those guys, Chris Taylor, who can give you some really good at-bats. And when you look at some of the, the postseason rosters, the inexperience on the offensive side the last few years, we're not going to have that. There's potential for it to be really good. So all in all, it's not hard to picture this Dodgers team winning at all i they're not the favorites the braves are clearly the best team in baseball and the american league has a couple of really good teams too but if there's one thing we've learned as dodger fans over the last decade or so it's that the best team rarely wins at all the dodgers have been the best team and they won it all in 2020 but they've also been the best team in 2019 and 2022 and gone out in the first round they've been the best team and had a world series stolen from them by cheaters uh they've in 2022, they were much better than the Braves, but they lost Or 2021. Yeah. 2021. They were much better than the Braves, but they lost to them in the LCS. So this year they've reached October healthy. They took care of business and earned a first round bye, and they're probably hungry to avenge last, last season's playoff debacle. So questions like how far will they go are basically the reason I'm not a betting man, but I feel like I don't have to let my Dodger blue colored glasses take over too much to feel like they have a pretty good shot and after six very entertaining months of excellent baseball all we could really hope for at this point is to have a pretty good shot and so i feel good as good as i can as a dodger fan heading in october i'm excited for it i am i appreciate the six months of awesome baseball we've had so far and i think there's more awesome baseball to come and uh like I always say, I'll have plenty of time to be miserable if they lose. I'm not going to start being miserable now. I'm going to stay optimistic and uh, say, hey, Dodgers in three in the NLDS. Dodgers in four in the NLCS. Dodgers in four in the World Series. Undefeated postseason Dodgers World Series champion. Let's go. All
0: right. Thank you, everyone, for going through the previews. Thank you, all the hosts. Uh, tomorrow, we have four games going on. It's going to be one of my favorite days of the year. Let's have these be exciting series. And You know, I've been doing my work on my 1972 book, and it's interesting. Before 1972, the league championship series was considered to be a bust. All the league championship series were sweeps between 1969 and 1971, except for one, the Giants took the Pirates to four games, but none of them went the distance, and they looked like a pretty lousy start to the postseason. And there were some people who thought maybe we should scrap it. What I'm waiting for is that great wild card series. The one where it's three games where two teams are beating the snot out of each other. We haven't had that yet. They've all been sweeps except for last year when the Mets took the Padres to three. So before we talk about scrapping it, I want to give it one more shot. But I still think the one game is better. But follow us at locked on Lockdown, MLB pots on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal I'm at Solid Baseball on Twitter. Solid baseball podcast on Instagram. Let's start the games talking about the division series right around the corner. From the classroom, this has been Locked On MLB for the sixth day of October 2023. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.